Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Do you like Paul Newman? He's from Ohio. Yeah. You wear a white dress and a ribbon in your hair and I'll watch you around under the moon. Yeah, I would definitely have like three pregnancy scares. Like, oh, he was God. super Three? High. Three, yeah. I can only handle like two. Who would you have two with? Pregnancy scares? Yeah. Josh Hartnett. Oh, yeah. And um, <laughs> Justin Timberlake. Okay. Yeah, Pearl Harbor's Josh Hartnett. Ever heard of him? <laughs> Hollywood Homicide's Josh Hartnett. Ever heard of him? <laughs> Halloween H2O's Josh Hartnett. Ever heard of him? Wicker Park's Josh Hartnett. Have you ever heard of him? Yes. Dude, do me now. Well, gonna... don't do me. I have a boyfriend and I love him. But like, also, what's you could up, be. Josh? Oh, you could have an open relation for that one night. I would definitely, if I had like never met my current lover. Yeah. And I ran into Josh Hartnett in Wicker Park. <laughs> I would definitely have two prego scares with him. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jessica Williams. And I'm Phoebe Robinson. <laughs> JK, JK, JK. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Jessica Williams. And you're listening to Two Dope Queens from WNYC Studio. Oh my gosh. I am so excited about the show, which is rated D for diversity. Oh yeah. I mean, we got Pat Brown, John Early, and Hari Kondabolu. The best of the best. The creme de la creme, the bells of the balls, the toast of the town. We get it. We the get it. The feathers in your cap because you're a dandy. Right, right. Plus, we queens get trolled and it will not freaking stand. Oh, yeah, dude. And you can find out what gets me soups turned on. Ooh, fellas, turn up the volume because you are not going to want to miss this. Also, ladies, guess what? You can too. It's about to get saucy, spaghetti and meatballs, Ooh, bitch. Prego, baby. <laughs> Hi. Oh my god, you guys are all so beautiful. Just sexy, sexy yeah, group of people. Yeah, crowd. It's erotic group of you're... people. Uh, welcome to Two Dope Queens live from Union Hall. We are the two dope queens. Yes, that's Jess. It's Phoebe. Oh, you wanted to high five me and I fucked it up. Sorry. It's okay. That's all right. Thank you. You know what it is? It's because we both date white dudes that we I, can't. I, get, I can't do it. I can't, can't do it. it. You can't stick it. It's I was so cool. It's hard to stick. Now I'm just like all about listening to Journey and just writing guiding light fanfic. Um, but it's so good to see you. This is the you first too. time because I, I was gone for two weeks, and now you're back. And now I'm back. Off. Well, I was in I was in LA for a while. For I was there for a friend's wedding. I was uh-huh. in, I was in the wedding party. I was a bridesmaid. Bit braggy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I was the only kind of I was the only black one as per usual. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so like, fun. We need uh, that one girl to make the party fun. Yeah. <laughs> we need that one girl to make it a brochure for the mm-hmm. pictures. Um, <laughs> So I, I do my duty. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. How was so, it? It was. There was so much fun. It was um, super cute. Like we were all like sobbing as soon as my friend Jamie like walked uh. up because she started crying and we we're mm-hmm. all like, Ooh. Mm-hmm. and it was great. And then um, the the vows were awesome mm-hmm. and beautiful and great. And then I just kept looking out to see if I could spot any other black people at mm-hmm. the wedding. What would you get? What was the count? There were two other people. Yeah. Um, were they working the door? Or were they? No, they. <laughs> no, they were invited. That's they were really invited cool. and got stuff. like hors d'oeuvres and everything. That's really good um, stuff. Still not enough to do like a like we can't do anything with three people. We can't do like a shirts versus skins basketball game. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could start like a, a girl group. 
Yeah, you could. That's 3LW? All, yeah, 3LW Total. Two. In Vogue, yes. Uh-huh. Um, but it was a lot of fun. And then uh, the dance, it was just like so much dancing. That's it tight. was great. It was really great. That's but good. there were no dudes right. at the thing. But but I got asked out on Twitter during the wedding. What? Was there somebody outside of the wedding that was looking at you and tweeted at you? Yeah, this was like someone on the internet streets. Yeah. And uh-huh. he tweeted at me. He was like, hey, I just read like two of your scandal recaps. Your s- oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> like, check them out. They're online. No. <laughs> They're really funny. Um, and he was like, they're so funny. And he's like, I don't know if this is weird, but I would love to take you out to Ooh. for a coffee sometime. Ooh. And I was like, not weird at all. DM me. Uh, Slide in yeah. the box. Yeah, get in my puss. Get in my... Lubed up puss. If you just say yeah. I'm really funny, I'm like just Dude. drenched. Yeah. It's like that's all it takes. Fucking Gene Kelly. I'm just yeah. dancing in my own fucking. As <laughs> is so gross. Slip and sliding across <laughs> Fifth Avenue. Yeah. Why is she slip and sliding across Fifth Avenue? I think she's really horny. Yeah. <laughs> so um. Hopefully she brought a hairnet. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so we were just texting, like, all night last Aww, night. What were you guys texting, like, horny stuff or, like, fun stuff? No, it was just, like, getting to know each other and just, like, yeah. talking about, like, our nieces and nephews uh-huh. and, like, he works in theater and um, said so we're going to go out to dinner next week. Oh, that's so, yay! Yeah, he, like, <laughs> I'm very excited. That's exciting, girl, get it. Yeah. Is he white? Of course he is. No oh. one else, no one else hits on me. Yeah, Legit. No, no black dudes are like, girl, I love no. your how to get away with murder caps. Like, no. 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 If they did, I no. would be so there. Yeah. No way. I would way. be so there. Well, that's the thing that makes me mad, what too. What I do is get, that, this is what I get from uh-huh, black guys uh-huh. on Twitter. They, like, tweet at me to, like, retweet their fucking mixtape links on SoundCloud. Yeah. That's the bullshit I get. That's so ignorant. So ig. It's it is ignorant. so ig. You're going to make a lot of black dudes mad with this episode of this podcast. But that's, that's my truth. I get it, though. No, this I get it. This is my it. truth. I get it. I, like, like never. Yeah. That's the thing that's infuriating to me is that. Like, black dudes get mad at, like, black women for not dating black dudes sometimes. And right. it's like, well, if you was sliding in my DM box with some real shit. Yeah. With some compliments and all like, that other stuff. Yeah. Right? I'd be, yeah, I'd mm. be like, yes, please. But mm. Step it up. Step yeah. your game up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about the day. I want to look cool. like casually like sexy I guess what's like a sexy casual like a loose (laughs) v-neck like a nipple piercing no I like to do like boxy dresses that are really short so you get like a lot of leg but then like it's just like you don't know what's underneath up top are we going bra no bra I always wear a bra because I need Patty, I need help. No, uh, if I was if I was you, I would never wear a bra like in, mm. at any second. In you any would day. though. I would. I would just fling them no. around. No, that's what I do. That sounds it's my truth. What great in theory, but mm. IRL, no. <laughs> Just what? Oh my god, what? Donald Trump is scaring me. I'm so ready to move to Canada and watch all Justin Trudeau's babies. <laughs> I'm gonna move into Justin Trudeau's house to be their nanny. Uh. I'm already got it. I'm breaking up that so marriage. Y'all. Don't do it. Don't, I'm breaking up that marriage. Don't do it. It's too cliche. He wants some milk chocolate. It's I too know cliche. it. Don't do it. 
Don't do it. Let those kids have a well well together family. You know what I mean? Okay, but <laughs> but he's like kind of woke. You he's know what I mean? Really? Yeah, he's woke. He's yeah. hot. He's got some beautiful eyes. Yeah. I'm just saying, like maybe just cool it before you break up a fam. You know what I mean? That's true. Like just think about it's it. It's like think fun. About it. It's fun the hypothetical, but like. Also real, like, like in uh, real life, it's like it's too much work. You know what little, I mean? Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, there's a lot because you would seriously be vetted for that job. Like, yeah, you would have to pull some Mission Impossible shit. Like, that's true. Like, because I'm sure if I was the woman, his wife, I'd be like, "So, are you trying to fuck my husband?" That would be the first question I ask you. If you're I'd be like, as a nanny. "Absolutely not." It's what? Absolutely not. I see something behind your eyes. Are you trying to fuck nope. my husband? You couldn't pay me to fuck him. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, okay, cool. This checks out. You're hired. (laughs) Your bedroom will be across from ours. Yeah. (laughs) FYI. Yeah, no. You should, if you're in that situation, you should never have like an attractive, like I, when I, because I want to have a nanny for my kids. Yeah. It'll be like just some old ass, like fucking Russian lady Uh who fucking knows three words. Uh huh. That's it. Uh huh. Done. She like makes like borscht all the yeah. time. Yeah. My There's kids hate it. There's nothing sexy about her meals. No. She's like a, she's a hard seventy two. Like yeah, she yeah. lived every. She'd have seen some shit. Yeah. Every she one saw of the those wall days. fall. Like she's yeah. been around. <laughs> she lived every single one of her days. That's all twenty four hours. That's tight. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good call. All right, we're going to take a brief intermission. We'll be right back with Pat Brown, her vagine, and Barack Obama. What? This message comes from Two Dope Queen sponsor, BetterHelp. When you keep your stress bottled up, it can eat away at you. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to make them better. Try BetterHelp Online Therapy, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp at BetterHelp.com slash DopeQueens today to get 10% off your first month. We have a jam-packed show for you. Um, I'm very excited for our, our first comic of the evening. She's very, very funny. She's been on Comedy Central and BET. Please get up for Pat Brown! Hurt one of the dope queens. Stepped on her foot. Hey guys, uh, how you doing? My name is Pat Brown. Say hey, Pat Brown. Hey, hey y'all. Thanks for coming. Have you ever been um, profiled uh, for directions? Yeah, it happened to me like the other day. Like I was walking down the street, a lady came up to me, was like, "Hey, do you know if it's a?" Uh, it's a, a gay club around here. I'm like, damn. <laughs> Shit, is it these sensible shoes? Or... What the fuck? Uh, I'm like, yeah, two blocks down, you're right. Uh, fuck y'all. Uh, they got a good happy hour. Ah, <laughs> uh, nah, she pegged me. I was, she was right on. I am gay. I am so gay, goddammit. I am, um, yeah, I'm trying to... Um, be gayer, cause uh, <laughs> I don't think women know. Um, <laughs> dudes, uh, no, they know, but uh, 
they ain't telling no girls. Um, yeah, I've been single for a long time, though. I am. I'm creepy with it now. I am creepy with it. Like, I love couples. I love couples. Uh, but I look like couples like guys look at cars. I'd be like, oh, that's nice right there. That is nice. That is real nice. Yeah, that must be one of the new ones. That is nice. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's what I'm going to get. I love that right there. Yeah, I'm going to get that. Yeah. I'm going to try to get that in black. <laughs> if it's available. <laughs> yeah. Ah, I'm older now. No, everybody, when you get a certain age, people always try to get you to where they are. Like, so every, right now, everybody's always asking me, like, Pat, when are you going to have some kids? I'm like, shit, is there a shortage? <laughs> I see them everywhere. You sure? You want me? I will adopt a highway. <laughs> Hell yeah. So bad kids have a place to play. Um... <laughs> yeah. I love kids, but nothing in my life is condu conducive for kids. Nothing. Not even the way I eat. And this is true. Like, almost every night I have, like, a bag of microwave popcorn and a Slim Fast. <laughs> I eat that almost every night. Now, if I had a child, I'd have to split that. <laughs> I ain't changing my diet for no baby. <laughs> And I think you always got to worry about a child's well-being. You, you have to worry about their physical well-being. You also got to worry about their mental well-being. That's where I think I will fall short. Yeah, because I'm always worried about the joke without the consequences. That's just who I am. I always just think about what's funny in the moment. Uh, like I got this reoccurring dream that I have like a little baby. My little baby be upset in the middle of the night. She come running to my room. Mommy, mommy, there's a monster under my bed. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's why I picked this room. <laughs> Mommy is scared of monsters too. <laughs> Shit, you should have got here first. Uh, <laughs> oh, you can stay tonight, but I think that monster's after you. You're gonna have to leave in the morning. <laughs> and I don't, I don't, I don't mind if people ask me if I have any kids. That's an innocent question, right? People have gotten to the point now. People are asking why you don't have any kids. What? What? <laughs> That is truly, truly intrusive. I think that you don't, you're not prepared for the answer that a woman could give you why she can't have kids or why she don't want to have kids. You're not prepared for that. And I'm supposed to divulge all of that just because we happen to be on the same flight to Cleveland? <laughs> you think our flight to Ohio makes us closer? What the fuck? That's why I always try to make them feel bad every time they ask me that. It's like, why, couldn't you, why don't you have any kids? I'm like, well... Because I could never have any kids. Because I was born with a closed vagina. <laughs> like a closed vagina. You're like, yeah, a closed vagina. It's like a pocket on a new blazer. <laughs> you know, you try to put your finger in it, try to open it up. <laughs> but you got to be careful because you don't want to rip it. You got to... Sometimes you don't even know if it's a real pocket. You don't even know. Not sure. You got to call the manufacturer. <laughs> my parents couldn't afford to open my, get my vagina open. It was between that or buying a freezer. And they bought a freezer. So every time I see ice cubes, I get sad a little bit. 
Oh, now this asshole is on my flight sipping a warm Coke because he's too ashamed to ask the flight attendant for ice. I'm like, yeah, you mind your damn business next time, won't you? <laughs> yeah, you will. Shut the hell up. Um, I like couples. I do. I tell you who my it couples is. My it couple is that's Barack and Michelle. I love Barack and Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. I genuinely think they like and love each other. They really do. It seems to be. You know, like they got a sexual attraction for each other. It's palpable. You can see it. You ever look at, you ever see them looking at each other at the press conference? It'd be so intense. You'd be like, damn. Damn. They about to fuck now. It's like, our president's nasty as hell. I don't think we've ever seen that on a presidential level before. The first lady and the president got a sexual attraction for each other. You ain't seen that between Laura and Bush. You saw it with Clinton, but it wasn't for Hillary, goddamn. Uh, <laughs> I am so happy at this point. Uh, I will miss Barack. I will miss Barack. Because it was such a win for black people. Oh, my God. We enjoyed that so much. Yeah, we didn't know he was going to win. Uh, we just voted for him. Um, we had to. Um, you couldn't be at the barbecue and say you didn't vote for him. Uh, <laughs> you can't go to a black function and not say you didn't vote for him. We knew black people were going to vote for him. We didn't know white people were going to vote for him. Shit, y'all was desperate like we were. Shit. That Iraqi war hit, that high-ass gas prices, the mortgage crisis. White people were like, fuck this. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Have been that many white people vote for a black man since Reuben Stutter, one American idol. <laughs> Treated Hillary Clinton like she was clay aching in that mug. Um, <laughs> I am happy though. That's uh, uh, Barack being office indicative of where our country is going, right? It's becoming more and more diverse. And as a person of color, it just feels good to see yourself reflected in the highest office in the land every doggone day. It makes you feel good, it makes you feel proud, it makes you feel powerful. At least it makes me feel powerful. Sometimes I go places I supervise and I don't even work there. <laughs> I just show up like, uh, who we got on the floor today? <laughs> I need somebody to pick up a spill in our six. It's like, who are you? You can't tell us what to do. I was like, hey, I am Barack's friend. Yes, we can. <laughs> yes, we can. And think about it, too. It's like, even if you don't like his politics, uh, you don't like Barack's politics, you don't like, uh, you know, Democrats, whatever it is, you have to be happy about the story. The story is an American story. The story is a story of an underdog, right? You've got to be inspired by the story. Think about this, people. This is the only time in our nation's history that a president has ever admitted he fathered two black kids. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Jefferson didn't say shit. <laughs> didn't say shit. Walking around that plantation with a, a plantation full of Lenny Kravitz's in his ass didn't say nothing. <laughs> didn't say a one word. Damn it. Um, so uh, I live in um, I live in Harlem. Yeah, I like Harlem. I love it. I live in a good neighborhood. I live around working class black people. I got just enough white people in my neighborhood. I have a good grocery store. So. <laughs> yeah. I 
That's all you want, people. Everybody wants a good uh, grocery store. Everybody deserves a good grocery store. You will judge a whole neighborhood by that grocery store. You will. Like, "Uh uh-uh, girl, look at these apples. Look at these apples. They don't have a good school system. Everything's red delicious. The crime rate must be sky high. No Macintosh, no Fuji. my pet peeve i cannot stand a grimy grocery store i cannot stand a grimy grocery store you know your grocery store is bad when you go in the inside and has a dark alley <laughs> talk to the cashier so hey man where's the mustard you like down there like oh shit <laughs> do you mind walking with me i'm trying to get raped over some condiments you walking down a dark aisle like uh-uh hell no hell no uh-uh this is set up ain't no canned goods down there you ain't gonna trick me goddamn that's what happens though when you get an influx of white people in your neighborhood you never know what you're gonna get you never know what you're gonna get when you get an influx of white people in your neighborhood it's always been that way historically you just don't know you don't know if you're gonna get smallpox or fresh strawberries you just don't know <laughs> like come on strawberries Please, strawberries. <laughs> uh, thank you, white people. That's how it sounds when you talk about race and you are the, uh, the, <laughs> the punchline, goddammit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a little uncomfortable, but you got to laugh anyway. <laughs> Y'all are a great crowd. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of the night. I'm Pat Brown. ready for our next comic yeah he is such a dear friend of ours he's very funny you will recognize him from the netflix show characters and wet hot american summer please give it up for john early thank you phoebe and jessica give it up for them (laughs) hi you guys my name is john early i um i have kind of classically aryan features um, but I have the identity politics of someone whose first concert was Shania Twain. <laughs> first and second, by the way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Same tour. Oh, man, what a uniquely horrible time to be alive. <laughs> um, Trump is the candidate. Um, you know, so many people across the country, you know, truly believing in, like, the hateful, hateful rhetoric of Donald Trump. It's, it's so scary. But at the same time, it's like, who am I to judge? You know, it's like even the most, like, progressive among us can, like, fall prey to, like, rhetoric. You know, it's like when Obama was first running for president and his campaign was literally just, like, hope. People were like, John, why are you voting for Obama? And I was like, well, Hope. <laughs> It's like, I'm pro-hope, and I've always been pro-hope. Like, <laughs> like I want to be clear, like, hope is huge for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, like, in terms of hope. <laughs> We're coming up on a year of, like, marriage equality. Wow. Um, 
I remember, you know, hearing about the Supreme Court ruling on Twitter, naturally. Um, I felt nothing. <laughs> I, was, I was bone dry. My straight friends were texting me like, I cried. I was like... I just did not buy it. Like, I was really suspicious of it. It felt like a really brilliant PR move by our country, like, in the face of, like, black people being routinely shot by the police, like, murdered by the police. It felt like our government was like, shh, 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 cha-cha, real smooth. Turn it up. Turn it up. Take it back now, yeah. What happened, huh? What happened, huh? Turn it up. Everybody, human rights. <laughs> I did not buy it. <laughs> but then later that day, later the day of the ruling, I was in the West Village, naturally, and I was like on the way to see some fucking theater. <laughs> and I was lost. <laughs> And I ran up to this like older gay guy, this very like Harvey Firestein kind of gay guy, and I was like, I was like, excuse me, sir, how do I get to the Barrow Street Theater? And he was like, oh, honey, he was like, you know, it's two blocks this way. You take a right, you can't miss it. And I was like, I was like, thank you so, <laughs> you know, I was like suddenly profoundly moved talking to this man. It's like imagine experiencing something outside of the internet, like I have not in years. <laughs> And he was going, he was going to Stonewall, the birth of the gay rights movement. He was going physically to Stonewall to celebrate with the community. Meanwhile, everyone my age is like fully horizontal in bed, like second degree burns on their bellies from their laptops. Like, congrats to all. Feeling all the feelings for my LGBTQ family. <laughs> I jerked off on a wall recently <laughs> because someone on Grinder told me to. Um, <laughs> being single is hard, and um, and not in like a rom com. Like you know, I'm going home with two guys tonight, Ben and Jerry. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the way that being single is hard. You know. <laughs> In like a nuanced way, the way that being single is hard, it, it's you know, it's you have no one there to tell you you look crazy. You know what I mean? And, and and I don't mean jerking off on a wall is crazy. By all means, like jerk off on the wall, take a picture of it, send it to the guy who asked you to do it, like I did. Okay. But like checking Facebook bottomless for eight hours on like no food, <laughs> okay, and then jerking off on the wall, that's crazy. You know. It's a basic human need, you know, the, the mirror of companionship. You know, we need people to be like, John, no, John, no, 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 you know? <laughs> like, John, you're actually, John, you're watching a group of people socialize with a hawk-like energy. <laughs> so just, so drop that face. <laughs> John, I know you hate confrontation, but you're smiling ear to ear and nodding vigorously to the words of a bigot, so be careful. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I need right now. That's really what I need. But dating is hell. It's like, who wants to date? Dating is so boring. What's the difference between, like, dating and being on a podcast? There's, not, there's no difference, you know? <laughs> it's just, like, two bullhorns facing each other, like, no! You know? <laughs> I have siblings! <laughs> um, that is my time. I've had such a lovely time. 
Jessica, Phoebe, hurry! Thank you so much for having me. Give it up for John Early! John Early! I live for him. Never a flaw in his goddamn life. Hey, booze, we're gonna take a brief intermission. Up next, white people aren't gonna be the majority much longer, and they are pissed. Stick around! it up for yourself yeah. you guys have been so good tonight you guys listen to our podcast too right Ooh. so that you guys can hear the stories that you've already heard again right right <laughs> or listen for yourself yeah um so yeah we've been getting some feedback which has been yeah, nice it's been pretty tight and then sometimes it's not tight yeah so we <laughs> So we have um, a Facebook fan page or whatever, and then also my we both have our own profile pages. No braggies. Yeah. Um, it's kind of exclusive to it's get like, like a Facebook very, account. Yeah, um, it's really interesting process. Yeah, a lot of verification. Yeah. Um, and uh, so do you guys remember the, the episode about Budapest with the guy who like gave me like blue walls? You know what I mean? Okay. So that guy... Wait, what? What happened? He has been messaging me. Like saying what? So what do you have to say after an incident like that? So he goes, he first up he goes, this was like last week. He's like, hey Phoebe, how's life? No. Bye. Bye. Kill yourself. Bye. How's life is not trying. Like, yeah. how's life yeah. is something you text to somebody that you don't care about. Right, right. Like, have a Viking funeral. Like, die in yeah. a fire. Um, so, I didn't write that guy back, but we Yeah, got, don't ever talk to that dude. I'm not going to do I'm not going to do You know, it. he probably wants to, like, smash. That's but like he what can't he's get this. At. He no. can't get this. Never gonna get it. 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 Ah. Everybody wants I mean, to do it. I'm wearing I'm wearing a maxi dress. I'm yeah. very cute right now. You, you look know what so I mean? fresh. Thank you, dude. I love it. Thanks. You're like jazzy, ready for a good time, but also ready for an emergency. Yeah, I got. I'm like ready. I'm ready for doggy style, but also yeah. if you have a paper cut, I got band aids. That is. You're doing doggy style now. <laughs> Speaking of, I got some feedback. Speaking of doggy style, wait, you got some feedback? Yeah, from who? some some ladies tweeted uh-huh. at me that they they listened to our butt sex episode. Yes, and yes. they had a few ideas. Actually, a lot of y'all had some ideas for me. <laughs> you gotta try it, Jess. Please let me be your guide. Oh my god, it'll be so fun. Ugh, and my ass just clenched, and it's no. like ah, such an open dress too. No. <laughs> Like literally, this this rug can see my ass. Clenching. You just you just have to sing a song to yourself to get yourself into it. What kind of song is it like? My mind's telling me no. <laughs> you know the best part. The best part. Okay, that song's amazing for multiple reasons, but <laughs> the best part about that song. I love an R and B run, and I've thought about this a lot. But right. the best part about that song is he starts it and he goes, "My mind's telling me no," and then he goes, mm, mm, mm. "Like he's <laughs> he's impressed with himself." Yeah, yeah. Like I fucking nailed that run, dude. I also, fucking 
Way to like start a song at 100 miles per hour. Right. Yeah, no, I love that. That's, That's like one of those songs where he's starting it at 100 and then maybe he takes it right. back to 50%. I love it. I love it. I love intensity all the time. Yeah, Give it to then, me. Oh my God. Yeah. That song's amazing. That song's great. Fuck that dude, but that song's amazing. Right. He's terrible. That song is great. But everyone, everyone else is pretty good. I will say we did get some crazy sort of uh, male about yeah. two dope queens. Yeah, we did. We got, we got this bit of, of fan mail. Um, hey, I love this show. That's a great start. That's a good strong start. So I mean, that good. checks out. Right. Slide into my DM on that one. You know what it's about. Yeah. Um, then he goes to all caps. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be like, I really love your show. Yeah. Escalation. Right. Mm-hmm. Super excited. Now what happens? He goes, your NPR WNYC commercial is annoying as fuck. <laughs> Which is like, you can't all caps me. Like, you don't... That is really reserved for, like, a relationship that's been, like, three years dating. That, that means... You have that seen means, me ashy. But then, you but that seen, just shows... You're, like, your most vulnerable. Right. When you're, um, that just shows that he's, like, kind of dumb. Because that's, like, a Kanye thing. Like, Kanye only tweets in all caps. Here. Right, right. That's a sign of intelligence or right. lack thereof. Right. But then he goes back to lowercase. So he got it out. He got it he out. cooled it. So he took it. He's and like, maybe he's I like, should relax. Right. And he's like, I'm a fan of Jessica already and enjoying Phoebe lots. But no lie, I'm about to stop listening if I hear that goddamn hey boo boo shit for another week. Chess on them. And then he goes, I listen to the channel for four hours a day commuting. Where are, they, are you fucking Doctors Without Borders? Where the no, fuck are you no. going? Like, are you the surgeon who repaired Malala's face? Why the fuck like, are you no commuting four no hours way. every day? There's no way. Get a better goddamn job, okay? And the commercial has gone out of bounds. Enough. That was it, and did he end it there? Yeah, Clancy fucking ended there. His name's Clancy. It's fucking Clancy, dude. Who the fuck is Clancy? It's always a fucking Clancy or a Deborah or or a a goddamn Karen with a complaint. Oh, Clancy, we love you, Clancy. We really do. Yeah, Um, Clancy, go fuck yourself, Clancy. (laughs) During your four-hour commute, you piece of shit. Yeah. Four hours. I don't, but it's like 30 minutes. Like, and he knows we trying to pay the bills. Right. He's trying to pay his bills with that whack-ass commute. <laughs> he should understand. That's not my fault. He should. It is always a Karen or a Clancy. Right. It's yeah. always fucking, yeah. they work in accounts payable. Yeah, like I don't a know. fucking. I don't fucking, I don't, I don't make the rules. Like but a it's dentist. Always, it's a dentist. Oh my God. Always down to wear like a fucking khaki or a docker. It's a khaki and the fucking Tevas. As soon as it's like yeah. 71 degrees or like Tevas time, it's like yeah. fucking... He like likes to brag that he saw Radiohead in 1996. Right. It's like, shut yeah. up, dude. Yeah, it's too much. It's fucking, I can't... That's Clancy, man. Dude, fucking Clancy. What if I fall in love with Clancy? Like... <laughs> For what real, if Clancy's like, the other dude? I, I would not allow that. That would be kind I would, of... I would do everything in my power for That would be not. kind of wild, though. You know what I say? What? The only good Clancy is a Tom Clancy. <laughs> You've never said it in your life. I always You've say that. You've never said I it. I always say what books, it. What books does he write? What I'll are his books? I'll tell you what Tom Clancy wrote. Uh-huh. The murder at the that, sunglass hut. That would never happen. Jurassic Park. No. Um, Biodome. No. That was um, Pauly Shore. 
Um, Biodome 2, Blade Runner. Okay. He also wrote it with Ridley Scott. <laughs> Only good Clancy's a Tom Clancy. You know a lot about Tom Clancy. I'm, I'm the number one Tom Clancy fan. You are? Yeah. Okay, cool, 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 he cool. wrote all those things. I'm going to say he wrote none of those things. He wrote some of... He none. had it... He read some of those things. Like, he... He did. He definitely he read those. He downloaded those movies, right. took him as a text. Right, right, right. He definitely... He was like action mystery, right? He's like a Dan yes. Brown, like a Da Vinci Code man. Right. He's like a fucking, like, lawyer. There's always, like, on the cover, like, a, a guy in a pantsuit with, like, a fucking briefcase running yeah. from a shadow. Yeah. That's He's Tom like a Clancy. Jack Reacher. He wrote Jack Reacher. Right. He did not write that. He didn't... Nope. Minority Report was a book before it was a movie. Not, not Tom Clancy. Not Tom Clancy. It's all right. Uh, yeah, let's keep the show moving along because yeah. we talked for about a million, a million years. years. Um, are you guys ready for Aww. more show? Woo! You guys still got some life in you? Yeah. Uh, our next comic that we're bringing to the stage, he's very funny. I'm a big, big fan of his. He's so fantastic. He has a new album coming out this summer called Mainstream American Comic. Please get up for Harry Connabolu! Oh man, podcast audience, I got such an amazing round of applause that was extended genuinely. I was uh, born and raised in Queens, New York, yeah, the most diverse place in the world. I went to college in Maine, it's less so. The admissions office told me there'd be a surge of diversity when I got to campus that year. I didn't know I was a fucking surge they were talking about. It was a trick. It was a trick. Wasn't worth the free sweatshirt. Um, so, but I still go back to Maine because you know, I'm still friends with people. It becomes home after a while. So I was in Portland, Maine. I was visiting a friend. We're walking to this Thai restaurant when it starts raining, right? All of a sudden, I see this white dude walking towards me with his shirt off, which seems strange because it's pouring rain. Why does he have a shirt off? And as he got closer to me, I realized he had a swastika tattooed on his chest. Right? Now, there's a part of me that believes in free speech that thought to myself, Yeah, man! Don't let the rain prevent you from expressing your political beliefs. <laughs> but then the minority part of me was like, run, you need to run now. Do not die in a cliched manner. This man had a swastika tattooed on his chest, which just goes to show you how dysfunctional the white supremacist movement is. Really white supremacist? You couldn't get an umbrella with a swastika on it? <laughs> Etsy could not provide you with such an option. Now, my friend's a little white dude, right? So he starts apologizing. He's like, dude, I'm so sorry. Dude, I'm so sorry. This isn't the time for your white guilt, Matt. There's a Nazi walking our way. We need to make some moves. Also, why are you apologizing? Do you know him? Did you tattoo him? Are we having lunch with him? Racism usually, right, is more subtle than a Nazi with a swastika on his chest, right? It's usually, like, more subtle. Like, every time, like, a brown person kills a bunch of people, they're a terrorist. And whenever a white dude kills a bunch of people, like, they're a lone gunman who's mentally ill, as if terrorists have their shit together. Like, <laughs> completely, completely stable people, right? One of the worst examples of how the media covered uh, a story, I thought, was that Aurora uh, shooting from a few years ago. Remember that? Like, there was that dude, uh, James Holmes, who shot 70 people in a movie theater in Aurora during the Batman premiere, right? Like, the way the media described this dude was awful. And I wrote, like, some of the descriptions down that I read. 
He was described as a PhD student, shy, polite, polite. This dude just shot 70 people. And at the bare minimum, like he interrupted a movie. Like at the, at like the bare minimum, like at the bare minimum, the bare minimum. Highly intelligent. Here's my favorite. Handsome. Handsome. This dude shot 70 people and the media writes a dating profile for her, right? So then I started thinking about that Virginia Tech shooting from a few years before that. Remember the Virginia Tech shooting? I want to know how he was described, that shooter was described. So I started reading a bunch of old stories and this is how the Virginia Tech shooter was described. Right? Korean. There you go. Uh, we're in the middle of another presidential election. Looks like Hillary Clinton's going to be the first female president of the United States. It's kind of exciting, right? That's right, yeah. Yeah. Finally, the Illuminati picks a female puppet. I guess we're, we're not all in the same Reddit forums. Okay. Um, <laughs> I like Bernie Sanders. Um, I do. At the same time, I think everyone's giving him way too much credit. We have to hold Bernie Sanders accountable. He's just a human being, right? Then I have friends who say stuff like, but come on, hurry. He's a socialist, though. Come on, he's a socialist. Is he, though? Because for a socialist, Bernie Sanders sure has a lot of suits. What kind of socialist has the whole fall collection for the men's warehouse? Like, I'm friends with socialists. They have, like, one suit for, like, weddings and maybe, like, arraignments. Like, that's all you really need. But I like what Bernie Sanders has to say. I like how he says it, what he says, and how he says very comforting, very familiar to me, right? I don't know what it is. He'll say things like, we got to get the money out of Washington. Uh, we got to end the prison industrial complex. And we got to go back in time, Marty. Great Scott! We got <laughs> we got to protect Glass-Steagall, Marty. <laughs> it's the same guy. I don't know why nobody else sees it. It's the same guy. <laughs> uh, man so as of today it looks like um, Trump's gonna be the Republican nominee which, Lex Luthor himself it's, uh, oh, you don't need to boo this is a WMYC crowd no one's shocked right? obviously we, we know where we stand oh no public radio is completely objective <laughs> that's gonna get cut um, <laughs> we're gonna lose funding stop it <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, there's, a, there's not much you can say about Trump that everyone hasn't already said before. But I will say, like his use of the language is fascinating. Like he'll say things like "the blacks, the gays, and the women love me." I never knew the word "the" could sound so like racist, homophobic, and sexist. <laughs> the only time Donald Trump has liberated women is when he's divorced them. Like. Uh, I'm a huge supporter of women's rights, especially a woman's right to choose. It's something I talk about a lot, uh, especially on Twitter, where it's safe um, for men. And so I was tweeting about why I was pro-choice uh, one night, and I was going on a little rant. And all of a sudden, I get all these replies from conservatives who had found uh, my tweets, and they were obviously uh, against choice, uh, against abortion. So uh, they started writing all these reasons I should be against it. So I want to read a couple of my favorites to you. 
This is why apparently I should be against abortion. Uh, the first reason. Well, fetus means baby in Latin. Who cares what it means in Latin? <laughs> when do any of you make your choices based on what words mean in Latin? Right? Like, who cares what the Romans thought? And ironically, Latin's a dead language. <laughs> Look, it's messed up, but it's so fucking smart, though. It's just... It's a classical language pro-choice joke. I mean, come on. I mean... Come on. And the second reason I was given about why I should be against abortion is, aren't you glad you weren't one of those who was aborted? Sometimes. I mean... You know, we all have good days and bad days. Uh, seasonal depression's tricky. I don't know how to... Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> my next album's coming out um, this summer. My, oh, thanks. Thank you. That felt sad. <laughs> uh, my first album uh, came out a couple of years ago it's called Waiting for 2042 and I called it Waiting for 2042 because 2042 according to census figures is the year when white people will be the minority in this country and you know some of us are waiting for it you know. <laughs> the album cover's awesome man it's me on the back of a bicycle rickshaw being driven by an old white dude in a business suit like it's so dope right what inspired the cover was I was at the South by Southwest Festival in Austin, Texas, and they had all these bicycle rickshaws being driven by white dudes, and I'd never seen this before, right? So I got into the back of one, and this dude's like, where do you want to go? And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Take me as far as you can take me. My grandmother in India would not believe this shit. My grandson's made it. He's made it. This is some weird kind of colonial justice. White dude-powered bicycle rickshaws, that's my preferred form of transport, man. I would, I would take that all over the country if I could. Like, Hurry, you got a gig in San Francisco next week. No, make it next month. Going by rickshaw. White dude-powered bicycle rickshaws. It's the only white power I believe in. So I was telling that joke on NPR All Things Considered Weekend Edition, and... It went over all right. It went over all right. Um, but after um, I did the thing on the radio, I got this hate mail, uh, which, by the way, NPR hate mail is very unique. Um, the grammar is perfect. So this is, what, this is what he wrote. Just got through listening to an interview on 90.5 about your album 2042 and was very offended by your comments. It seems we have some reverse racial discrimination going on. Oh, sorry, sir, I don't believe in magic. Uh. <laughs> don't forget, once the Obama dollar becomes even more devalued, didn't know he was on a bill yet. Um. <laughs> no one will be the winner, and you will not be able to grin and say, I've made it. By the way, I listened to your music, and you are a disgusting, no-talent little shit. Now, to be fair, if you listen to my album thinking it was music, then you have every right to be disappointed. Thank you very much, everybody. Sorry, Kondabolu, everybody. We're two dope queens. Love you, mean it. Bye. Bye. Oh, wait one second there. 
It's me, Hari, Hari Kundabolu, the comedian that you just heard. If you liked my set, you can hear even more of me on my new comedy album, Mainstream American Comic, coming out this summer. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. OMG, you just heard Hari Kondabolu, John Early, and Pat Brown. All right, we're going to be back with a new show soon. But until then, check out twodopequeens.tumblr.com. We'll be posting sneak peeks of next week's episode and even more. (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing like that. You're crazy pants. I know. Oh, but one more thing. My book, You Can't Touch My Hair and Other Things I Still Have to Explain, is available for pre-order everywhere books are sold. Yes. With a four from Miss J. Willie. That's me. So get in on this black girl magic and order the damn thing. Let's make it a New York Times bestseller. Tito Queens is produced by Joanna Solitaro. Our team includes Rachel Neal, Jen Poyant, Paula Schumann, Casey Means, Alex Overington, Joe Plord, and Shanoa Estrada. Our theme music was composed by Jeff Broski. Thanks, Jeff! It's like between her and Anita Baker. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forever yawning Anita. Oh, I love her. I could feel the for you. I love her. I know, but if I was like her producer, I'd be like, Anita, what the fuck is that voice? You're my mom. She's just leaning into her brand, you know. She like definitely figured it out and was like, I'm gonna do that more. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh.